podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. FPL's most wanted. Ten players that aren't in your team, but perhaps should be. So we're going to start off with number one, and that is João Pedro of Brighton. Now, I'm really keen to try and accommodate more Brighton options in our team. Now, João Pedro was Brighton's best player in the pre-season friendly versus Chelsea. Sure, they lost a game 4-3, but when João Pedro came on, things changed. He makes things happen. And we can't forget... This is Brighton's record transfer. Like He hasn't been brought in to sit on the bench. Now, where does he play in the 11? That's the million-dollar question. He came on against Chelsea and looked really good in the number 10, kind of as a second striker. He had Undab ahead of him. Welbeck played well as the 9 to start off with. And in that free role, he created absolute havoc. He also, importantly, took Brighton's penalty and converted it. Now, his penalty record, for those thinking, what is his record? And did he take pens at Watford? Well, he took some of them, and he's got a record of three from three. So 100% record in the championship at Watford. Now, Pascal Gross wasn't on the pitch at the time, and he, before McAllister, was on Brighton penalties. But Pascal Gross's record's not great. I think he's he's taken uh, eight penalties for Brighton and only scored five of them. Like You want a better conversion rate than that. Obviously, McAllister was very good at them. So we could see João Pedro, 5.5 million forward, dirt cheap, as a nailed starter taking pens. We need to know he's a nailed starter, but he looked sharp against Chelsea. And look, things under Deserby seem to be moving in the right direction, even if they lose some of their key men. We might see that with Caicedo. It doesn't really matter too much. They've lost McAllister. This Brighton team is all about the system. It's all about the manager. And the players are the key cog. Sure, they come in, but they're not irreplaceable. So, João Pedro, definitely one to think about. Let's move on with the other nine players. And we're going to stay up front. And we're actually going to stay within that Chelsea-Brighton fixture that we saw at the weekend. Um, and that is Nkunku, like 7.5 million. He has scored in both Chelsea's pre-season friendlies to date. So, he scored against Wrexham. He scored against Brighton. And he played as the number nine in both those games. Now, Nicholas Jackson did really well against Brighton and came on for him as the number nine. Jackson, we don't know if he's going to be in the 11. One way or another, we know Nkunku is in the 11. And I'm surprised at his ownership. It's around 18%. I thought it'd be a little bit higher than that. We might also see Nkunku on penalties again. A really good penalty record. I, I think we might see him in the number 10 as a second striker, kind of behind Jackson. And Poch will definitely be trialling that pre-season. But regardless, if he's the 10, if he's the 9, we know from his time at Leipzig, and he can even play number 8 and out wide, but for Chelsea, I think he'll be a 9 or a 10. We know the goals speak speak for themselves. He gets returns and he's going to be an incredible FPL asset. If you want to back the Chelsea attack, for me, the most reliable asset in terms of minutes is going to be in Kunku. Because Jackson, you'll never know if he's going to start unless he goes on a great run. You can look at the midfielders. Sterling's not looked great pre-season. Mudrick's looked really sharp. But again, is he nailed? You know, Madawike at 5.5 could become an option. The midfielders, I just don't feel assured with. I don't feel confident with. Yeah, and Kunku, he's going to be the talisman for this new look Chelsea team. Make no doubt about it. So if you want to back that Chelsea attack, you go and Kunku. You can still, however, back the Chelsea attack with defenders. That's the beauty of this pop system with the fullbacks. So look, we'll talk now about Ben Chilwell, shall we? Because this is a guy that's only in 6% of teams. He's in my team, Ben Chilwell. Um, 
And he's a really, really easy pick. He's had a good preseason too. He took his goal really well against Wrexham. Now, what we've seen with Chilwell, we saw it last year, no matter what manager he's playing under, he's asked to get forward because managers see straight away this is a guy with brilliant attacking threat who wants to get forward, wants to score goals. He can turn provider too, but if anything, I mean, comparing him and Reese James, Reese is a little bit better of an assist threat, more of an assist threat, and Chilwell's a little bit more of a goal threat. And the numbers show that from last season. He was interviewed and he said, this manager just wants me to get forward. Like I'm asked to get forward, which suits my game, he said. So again, don't see a back four under Poch and think, oh, this means we're going to be getting forward less as, as fullbacks. You can still be a wing back in a back four. You can still bomb on. You can still be just as high up the pitch. Chilwell, for me, is going to be an outstanding FPL option this year. And in at number four, let's go to Pedro Porro and 5% owned and the first match of pre-season for Spurs, straight away I'm like, get on sofa score, have a look at the average position maps. And Pedro Porro, playing in the back fours, we know, a little bit like Poch, it'll be a 4-2-3-1. But look how high he is on this average position map. Super, super advanced there. We can see him out wide, really high, comparing with the other defenders, you know, the left backs on the halfway line there with an average position map. He's not that much in terms of average position, behind Harry Kane, you know, the number nine. This is a guy that's going to get plenty of attacking returns. I'm slightly concerned over Spurs' defence, keeping clean sheets early on, and they look leaky and they need to buy at the back. But Pedro Porro is going to be a brilliant FPL option at 5 million. Guys, coming up, we'll speak about Bruno and Madison and Eze, some great options, as well as a Man City defender that definitely should be on our watch list. But first, just want to give a shout out to Fair Play Exchange. I know you guys are all playing FPL seriously this year, right? So if you're playing FPL seriously this year, some of you might be looking to earn some, some, some funds from FPL, right? And if you are, then do check out Fair Play because all you've got to do to register for their cash league where there's a prize pot of £5,000 is bet £5. So bet £5 with a chance to win huge, huge money. Now to do that, all you've got to do is go on the Fair Play website, uh, link in the description, check that out. And then you simply just download the app and register. And then Fair Play will send you a code, which is like an FPL league code, to join their FPL league. There's monthly prizes too. And even outside of this league, if you're betting with your mates, which people do all the time, like I'm with my mates at the pub going, oh, I'm back in a... I don't know, Salah to get the first goal today. And they might go, mm, I don't fancy Salah today. And I go, bet you a tenner. You can easily bet on the Fair Play Exchange. Like you just go straight away, put in your, your bet, £10, and then the winner gets paid straight away. All those season long bets you make, right? Who's going to win the league? Oh, I'm back in Arsenal. I'm back in Man City. Well, do you give the cash there and then to your mate and someone hold it in a pot? No, you don't. And sometimes at the end of the season, you're chasing those bets. Now, rather than bother chasing those bets or chasing your mates, it's all logged in the app. So fair play. Do give it a go. Link in the description. I think you'll really enjoy it. Like This is all about FPL's most wanted. Well, FPL's most wanted should contain a Man City defender for me. Like, why are Man City defenders not in people's teams? They are the best defence in the league Maybe at a push, you could say they're the second best defence in the league. If we go off last season's data, everything suggests that Man City and Newcastle were probably the best two teams at the back. I know United kept the most clean sheets, but in terms of goals conceded and shots conceded against them, Man City and Newcastle in a league of their own. Now, Newcastle were put off by the fixtures early on. I get that. They're really bad. But City have got the fixtures and the player prices aren't too high. Now, John Stones at 5.5 million, I'd love to be able to accommodate in my team. 
because he feels like one of the most nailed Man City defenders, because that is always our concern with the likes of Maya, maybe an Akanji or an Ake. But Diaz and Stones, both 5.5, you think are nailed. That's why you paid a little bit extra. But Stones is going to be popping up in midfield roles all the time. We've seen him play right back, but he's in the kind of inverted, often in midfield. So 5.5 for John Stones, I really, really like. Now, in Man City's first pre-season friendly in Japan, Stone scores. Like You'll get more goal threat from Stones than most of the other defenders. So definitely have him on your radar. He's around 20% owned, which surprised me a little bit. But I'm guessing from those watching this channel, it's probably more like 10%. So again, definitely on our most wanted list. Let's go to a more highly owned asset. But still, someone I know we're all battling in our heads. Do we pick Bruno or Rashford or both? Now, Bruno again in pre-season... He's looking good. He's also just been made the captain. And we like that. Little bits, like little bits of info we sometimes get in FPL outside of the fantasy sort of circle. You go, oh, he's been made captain. Oh, he's got a new contract. Oh, he's, I don't know, his wife's just given birth. And you're like, there's going to be that sort of baby celebration. He's going to score for his baby today. There's sometimes those little things happen. And, and Bruno's getting the armband. Another little one or two percent in my thinking of, do I, how do I accommodate him? So look, He's playing really well in pre-season. We saw against Arsenal, Man United, 2-0 against Arsenal in the States. United looked good. Bruno looked good. He scored from range. He's always greedy. He'll always shoot. He's on penalties as well, right? Rashford might take the odd pen, but Bruno is the designated penalty taker at this football club. Make no doubt about it. So I've got Rashford in my team. I think I'll continue with Rashford. I might accommodate Bruno too. 8.5 is a brilliant, brilliant price. Now let's look at that average position map against Arsenal because what I really wanted to see with Bruno was the dynamic between him and Mason Mount. Does Mason Mount and the team restrict Bruno going forward? Well, early indications, early indications suggest not because Mason Mount, yes, still will go forward in more of a number eight role, but Bruno will be a couple of yards further ahead still in that kind of central attacking mid slot. And as we can see here, number eight Bruno slightly ahead of Mason Mount, who's just behind him and central, but Bruno with the goal, with a little bit more creativity in that game. One to monitor for sure. One to monitor. Let me know in the comments if you're going for Bruno over Rashford. At number seven, we've got Hyunmin Son. When we look at the Spurs attackers and the price you have to pay for them, Son's the best value. I'm really surprised that Son's around 5% owned and Madison's like 15% owned. You pay the extra 1.5 and you get Son. Like I don't get the Madison hype when, it, when Son's available. Um, this is a guy that sort of was a, the go-to FPL asset only, what, a year ago, season ago. Didn't have the best year last year, but before that, he was magnificent. Um, he's had a big price reduction this year, around three million, uh, saving on what you were paying last year. And Spurs, under Postacoglu, more importantly, are going to be super attacking. They're going to be super fun. And we like fun teams. We like attacking teams. We like backing their wide forwards. If Harry Kane even goes, and there's a chance that could happen, Son could even move to the number nine role. He could be the main attacking outlet for this team. You consider him at that price point. I'm on the fence with Spurs at the moment. I'm going to give them a couple of games. But keep an eye on them in pre-season because they're going to be good. Like that first game against West Ham, I know Spurs lost the game, but look at the numbers. Spurs were pretty unlucky. Look at the shots there. Like, when do a team clock over 30 shots? West Ham only had seven. 
and Spurs are going to outplay a lot of teams and they'll get it right and they'll stop conceding silly goals and they'll start scoring a lot of good ones, which makes Son a really viable FPL option. Madison might become that too, but I really like the look of Son. Guys, the 6.5 million midfielder slot has Matoma and Mbomo, but it's also got Eze and he's the talisman at Palace. Since Roy took over, he's the main man. Since Roy took over, no midfielder other than Salah has more FPL points or more goals than Eze in the Premier League. Like, that is some stat for, like, a budget to mid-price midfielder. Get Eze on your watch list. The fixtures are all right. They're not amazing. But under Roy, he's given licence. And look, I was look, watching the highlights from the Crawley game. In pre-season, Palace played uh, Crawley. In the first half alone, Eze got a goal. Typical Eze goal from range. And three assists. Like, so, so good. There's so much to Eze's game that makes you think, yeah, he's a great FPL option. This most wanted list is mainly pretty differential players. Now, Salah is owned by around sort of a quarter of the game, but that is low for Mo Salah. So in at number nine, we're going to go with Mo Salah because everyone wants Mo Salah in their team. It's just the price that puts us off. Can we stretch to that sort of money? Knowing we've all got Haaland as well, it's difficult. 12.5 million. Liverpool will be good. Liverpool will score goals. Liverpool are always dangerous and Mo Salah is always the most dangerous man on the pitch. Again, we go back to the first game of pre-season. First thing I do with Mo Salah, let's just check, see where he's playing. Darwin Nunes actually started up front as the number nine. But look who's the most advanced man on the pitch. Mo Salah. Of course he is. Like, so advanced. He's the best attacking outlet in that Liverpool team, no matter who's playing number nine or who's playing left. It will always be Mo. And he's still going to be worth his price at 12.5, I'm sure. But when you're spending that much money, you probably need a legit captain option, right? A lot of the time. Now, I look at the first six games for Liverpool and I think, sure, game week two. I'd love to own Mo Salah for game week two alone because I want to be able to captain him game week two. Um, but other than game week two, Haaland's the better option, isn't he? Pretty much every time. So I just don't think I can stretch to Mo Salah. But if you do, you've got an amazing captaincy option game week two. Bournemouth at home, Salah is the game's best captaincy option in game week two. And that alone is a reason to back him from the off. So do consider it. I don't think I'll be able to accommodate him though. And in at number 10, a player I have accommodated. He is in my team and he has been since day one. Now, as soon as we saw him leaving, I was like, is Foden finally going to get his, his chance playing in that kind of left-centre mid-role? You could call it historically, it was the David Silva role, wasn't it? And we all thought Silva leaving, Foden will go into that spot. He didn't. Gundogan played it, played it really well. Foden naturally plays in that attacking central midfield positions. And we might just see him there this season. This could be a really big season for him where he finally becomes a sort of first-choice 11 player because he has played all over the pitch. He really has, hasn't he? Like even before Haaland, he had a season playing false nine pretty much. Now there's loads of routes to the team for Foden, which I like. Not only has Gundogan gone, so that we could see him there, but we could also see Foden playing wide right if Mares leaves. Now sure, if Mares leaves, make no doubt about it, City will go and sign someone, but will they sign someone for the future? You know, they've been linked with Elise or even Rafinha. You know, guys, you think, are they straight into that eleven? I'm not so sure they are. And Mares wasn't always in the 11. Remember that. Bernardo Silva plays out wide too. But again, we could see Foden popping up on the right. And Mares leaving could help Foden in terms of routes to the team. Because he'd still be above a Rafinha and still be above an Elise. Or even if he promotes from the youth, you know, Palmer comes into the 11. Or Palmer comes into Pep's thinking. Foden's still obviously clear and away above. But if he plays that left centre mid role 
I like him even more because he, we know he becomes a more nailed asset. Now, for me, this guy should be more than sort of 10, 15% owned. And I think he could be game week one. I think this could be a game week one bandwagon because he'll start to do well in pre-season. And in Japan, first game of City's pre-season, he didn't start. He came on for Grealish and I thought, oh, is he coming on wide left? I was delighted to see within minutes he gets an assist and I'm looking at the position and I'm watching the game and I'm thinking, he's playing close to Haaland, fairly central here. He's playing in the Gundogan role. I love that. And look, this is a screen grab from the goal, um, from, from his assist and it's Haaland's goal. That are the positions we want to see Foden in, right there. Really, really like that. And I, I'm really excited about Foden. I think at 7.5 million, if and when we know he's nailed, he's going to be an outstanding FPL option. And that's why he's in my game week one team. And that completes our top 10 list. That is some list of FPL's most wanted. All should probably be on your watch list. Some might even be in your 11. Guys, thank you so much for the support. You're liking and you're commenting on my streams, which is awesome. But so many of you are subscribing. If you're new around here, do hit that subscribe button. And we'll see you later. Podcast Network.